Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Welcome to this awesome episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods. You can find me on Twitter at Daily STEM, and thanks for joining us. And today we get to chat with Mark Benke. And he's a high school, well, I'll let, it, I'll let you explain what, uh, what actually you call your title, but you're a high school teacher in Hamilton, Michigan, which is a rural district, your 18th year of teaching. And we've got some awesome, awesome things that can connect uh, STEM with, with writing, with uh, computer software and all sorts of things. Let's just get into it. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to chat with you and 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 share let you share some of your stories with with our listeners today. Um, first off, your school drops school, you know, journalism, like a typical journalism class. What happened next? Well, I mean, if we go back two years before that, I pitched to our leadership at the time, you know, hey, there's a there's a room for this elective here. Uh, a sports journalism elective. And in my mind, I was thinking, hey, we can sort of do our own smaller scale ESPN. Yeah. The, the administration was, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. We went through the process and we, we tried it out one trimester. We were on trimesters, so 12 weeks. Um, and we really had no idea what we were doing. There was no set journalism. It was sort of like, okay, what are we doing? And we yep. did some sports radio uh, car wash where we would take the sports teams and they would, go from station to station to station and talk to people. Um, we did this a little bit of graphics, some writing, uh, more video than we've done in the past. But at the end of the year or in the end of the trimester, kids would say, Mr. Bengi, we're going to have this class next year, right? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so the next year it was two trimesters. And then after that, I mean, the numbers just exponentially blew up. We're a high school of 800 kids here, really close to the shore of Lake Michigan. And uh, I see 60 kids every day. So roughly, uh, I don't know, one twelfth of our student population is in this class every day. Wow. And um, then our journalism teacher left and they decided to sort of mix it back in with yearbook. But we sort of stayed as our own sports entity over here. And that's where things got really real because uh, the great thing about analytics on a website, and we have our own, uh, is that we started to find out all the things we would write, the little game articles or game capsules. Yep, yep. Nobody was reading. <laughs> so we would do all this work and nobody really read it because the 21st century mode of reading is the graphic. Yeah. They want to see the score, maybe a couple highlights of the stats, and that's it. So yep. um, we have moved to a digital world, I guess you would say, where we do things like final score graphics, full-blown information graphics with stats and, and all of those things. We have a photography department. We have a social media department. We've won the Michigan Interscholastic Press Association state championship for social media coverage three years in a row. Um, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. The, the, well, and, uh, and, and we've done a hundred other things, some of which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a second, but um, where STEM sort of has played into this, and I want to give a shout out to a, another uh, teacher in our district, um, who is our STEM, one of our two STEM teachers in the elementary, Andy Losick. You can see yep. him on Twitter at, at Mr. Losick, L-O-S-I-K, yep. um, for being a really great support uh, person for me, because I'm an English teacher by, I guess, by nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we used to 
started moving into sports analytics and uh-huh. um, I met you, Chris, uh, at the McCall conference this year. And, and we have just piloted out a little bit of sports analytics with baseball and softball this year. And I have kids that come to me in the hallway and be like, Mr. Banky, I'm, I'm in next year, but I want analytics. That's what I want to do. And they're really math kids, but they want to engineer their own path in the course. And, and of course I'm all for it. I never want to tell a kid no. So this summer I have uh, hopefully a lot of visits to Ann Arbor. I'm trying to connect with Ed Fang who lives in Ann Arbor and he, he's a, he's a statistician, you know, he's a doctor. Yep. Yeah. And um, so we're working a bunch of different scenarios there. We're also do the little Lego figurine stop motion videos that, that uh, are out yep. there. It, it's just really a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And, and, and I'm impressed uh, if you, if you just have a, have a moment listeners uh, and you, you check out on Twitter at cover Hawk sports. So cover Hawk sports. Uh, you'll see some of the examples of some of the graphics that they make, you know, it, like I'm just looking at one right now of a, of a track meet that must've happened uh, just recently, you know, and you got the, the who, who was the, uh, the top finisher in each of the events. You've got a, you've got a, a photoshopped picture of one of the athletes and, and like kind of some highlights of it. Um, it just looks awesome. I mean, it looks professionally made. Yeah. I mean, we try, I mean, I, I tell people here, listen, <laughs> We're going to have to own that too. I mean, my students produce their work, not in a hand in your paper inbox, but right. in the real world. Yeah. And, um, so that's, I mean, and that's like the focus of, of project based, project based learning. I mean, where, where there's something that's, that's an actual artifact that you've made that's available for the world to see. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and we have our moments where, where we miss something and something falls through the cracks, but you know, I, I think as we see print journalism start to die or at least slowly uh, decrease change yeah. coverage. Yep. Uh, um, last two weeks ago, our baseball team played in Grand Rapids. The, the local paper had literally a really short paragraph. We had six different things for that game. Yep. I mean, we're just at a different level, but um, that doesn't make what, what the, the print media does bad. It just, we're just different. And yeah. um and I, I think writing's important and, and we'll see that come back in a bigger fold next year. But we really focus this year on the digital medium and what can we do with Photoshop, PictoChart, uh, yep. the hundred other things that we, you know, we app smash basically to do what we do. And uh, yeah. it's been good. Yeah. And, and, and again, a lot of those things, t- uh, teachers, if you just heard uh, Mark, we're, again, we're talking with Mark Benke. Um, if, if you heard him just say pick to chart, if you haven't checked out pick to chart, I mean, that's phenomenal. Uh, simple. Because uh, if you, if you don't have Photoshop or something, um, that's an easy free program, right? Yeah, it's free. And, uh, and, and the great thing about this class is I see so many kids that we now have pockets of kids who handle different departments yep. and they, they just go and they learn. It's like when you give an elementary kid an iPad and they'll figure out how to turn it on. They'll figure yep. out how to log in and they go and we have really um, refined some, a, a fair amount of process pieces here that even as my, my seniors leave here at the end of the week and graduate, the underclassmen can pick it up and yeah. can carry on. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so a lot of times, again, educators, remember if, if, if you have that opportunity to, to start a class, you know, or if you, or even, even not necessarily even starting a class like you, Mark, but, but just, could I add some, some things where the kids get to work with real things, work with the sports teams, 
uh, even even work with uh, the drama plays and um, the different clubs and activities. I mean, same kind of thing, right? Just just get yeah. them doing something real. We um, we're actually in the in the really early stages of creating that fine arts coverage mm-hmm. in a in a separate class that that shares some of the same skills but does it uniquely and and um, and I think. You know, to be fair, I, I have great support here uh, from administration, our superintendent, curriculum director, building principal, yep. athletic director. They're all on board with what we do. Um, I started this and had no budget to speak of. Yeah. Um, so I, we had to find free resources to do what we wanted to do. And uh, it's been really, really fascinating to hear a student say, Mr. Bengi, I want to do this project. And you go do the research, figure out what it's going to take. And they will come back and have a real world skill of communicating with me. Like this is what it's going to take. And then we figure it out. Yeah. Like, like you were mentioning, um, a, a kid wanted to do stuff with Lego stop motion, right? So they contacted Oyo, right? Absolutely. And, and that was a project that admittedly I thought probably wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was really big to me. And um, they said, well, there's only one company that makes them and they're in Massachusetts and it's OYO. And so I literally, this is how this starts. I send them an email and say, we're really interested in trying this out. This is who we are. Do you have an educational liaison that can help us? Cause we don't know how to do it. Yeah. And they were, they have been so supportive. Oh, we'd love to support your program. And I mean, each little OYO figurine is $10. Wow. I'm mean, burn through that pretty quick. If you're doing a football game or something like that. Well, yeah. for us, um, we've done a Super Bowl highlight video of the uh, Patriots comeback over Atlanta. We've done, uh, we just finished the national championship, Alabama, Georgia game. Plus we're still doing our own things. And, um, and Legos, none of it cheap. We all know that, that, that are sort of, uh, yep. you know, fans of the trade, but, um, we have figured it out downstairs in our, maybe Mr. Rogers land of make-believe we have a <laughs> stadium, we have the baseball, uh, field. We have a softball field and we have just enough of a track to where if there's an interesting finish, we can animate that as well. So I, wow. I see a lot of kids working a lot of real world problems daily. That's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm imagining any, any classroom would have kids that would just love to be able to, to recreate something that happened in real life in a stop motion video with, with Legos and, and man, just to think through the, the patience, the, the step-by-step, the persevering to get something, you know, I mean, how many, how many frames, how long does it take to make a minute or even 30 seconds of a replay? Right. Like, I mean, once we get the video of the play, we then storyboard it out. So you get all those planning phases, but we have a Photoshop artist who's working on the the jerseys front and back, not only for ourselves, but for the opponent. Um, If the helmets need Mm -hmm. to be changed, if it's football, for example, we have to do that. Uh, with our art people, you know, we have a bunch of paint and other things and, and it yep. just literally goes step by step and it's a long process, but the, the best stop motion films that you see aren't the ones you see all 22 people. You have to figure out what we're looking at and why we want to see that versus something else. And it's angles yeah. and construction. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a, a broadcast department here and, and they provide the play by play. So we reenacted all, <laughs> of, the, all of the uh, national championship stuff with our kids voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a process, but it's really rewarding to see kids have to work together. Cause I think that's a skill that as they leave 
high yeah. school is going to have to collaborate with others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you look everywhere and, and there's all sorts of group work, all sorts of projects going on in, in, in the real world and industry and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to all these things you, you're talking about, Mark. Uh, you've got definitely, you've got the science, technology, engineering, and math connections, but you've also got writing connections. You've got like those soft skills. You've got art connections. I mean, we could, we could turn that STEM acronym into the whole 26 letters of the alphabet based on what you guys, what your kids are doing in that classroom. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I don't know, man. I'd probably need more cups of coffee in a day. <laughs> you know, I think, I, you know, and I understand when you teach an elective, I think sometimes people go, um, well, you know, that, that must be pretty easy. And, and then they come in there and they go, man, I had no idea how complicated that is. Yeah. Because you're really writing a bunch of individual lesson plans daily. Yeah. And then trying to implement it, which sometimes things work, sometimes they don't, but it's the learning from the, from the failure that I think is the most important part for us. And, and for kids, I mean, learning through failure is, is something that maybe sometimes they don't get. Sometimes they just may experience that failure, but they never actually persevere through and get to that, that success level. And I think as a teacher too, like, okay, I'm the advisor of the class. I get what my role is, but, mm-hmm. but I don't stand in front of them and like, hey, everybody, guess what? Here's the latest breaking news of what we're going to do. Like, it's very collaborative. So they, yeah. can, like, they can tell me this is what we're doing Um you know, and it's a back and forth versus a, a hierarchy uh, approach. I, I just don't think you get great results there because if you're always looking up at the person on the top rung of the ladder, you're always looking up. If you're looking equal, you can see the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think you think this is uh, the future of education? I think that in journalism, you know, the written word is always going to be key, but along with the written word, rarely do you see the article that's just the written word. There's a graph. Right. Or in, in sports, for example, I mean, look at the importance that professional and collegiate teams put into analytics. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the whole game is, you know, uh, when we were all growing up, coaches or managers or whatever, they, they would do what they felt they should do. Now they have 100 pieces of data telling them, here's what the, the percentages say we should do. Yep. And then when you see something like the Philadelphia Eagles and they go for it on fourth down and get it, and it's like, well, it didn't really match up with the numbers. There's still the human component to sports, but we're yep. trying to re-engineer after the game our our own um, numerical value of success. Right, right. And, and so, like, for example, in baseball, we deal with um, offensive production index, quality plate appearances, uh, on-base plus slugging. And then I have kids right now engineering their own formula that brings defense, defensive fielding into that, that equation to try yeah. to say – these are the players that, that made the biggest impact. Cause it's not always on offense. Sometimes you gotta look at defense and go, exactly. Well, hey. exactly. You know, I mean, so it, it's that process. And, and admittedly, we are very early in, in that movement, but um, it's one that I think we have great uh, yeah. conversational learning taking place. Yeah. I can, I can imagine any, any school district. Um, if you could even, like you said, I mean, it started out the first year it was a little disorganized. You tried something, you tried a few things. And, and as you go along, I mean, and really it, a lot of it sounds like you run with what the kids gravitate towards. You run with what the kids find out that works. And, and when the kids come back to you and say, Hey, I found this app. And, um, and, and you were just telling me before we even started about you got two cameras sitting on your desk, right? Right. I have two DSLRs and, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful to have them because we use them, but I see all my kids and, and 60 kids a day have a better camera in their pocket than I have on my desk. Yeah. And so so that's like, what... like, okay. Like we don't really need a budget for that. Like 
let's tap into the resources we have. And I think that's really powerful. Um, yeah. I, I would say the other thing is, I'll give you a quick example on the, on the math part of this. I yeah, yeah. They're part of our baseball analytics crew, but they're really big NFL guys. So um, as the NFL draft was getting here, we started looking at the NFL draft pick value chart that Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys made famous. And yep. what I said, I said, here are three scenarios that I want you to do the math on and then justify the need for the team that I'm giving you. And these guys knock it out of the park. And, and I think if I said, here, write a game recap article, they'd be like, all right, I guess I'll do it because they asked me to. Right. In an analytics approach, they made some really solid sense that, quite honestly, I think some of the NFL teams could have used during the first <laughs> half. Movie. So, so what, do, what do you think? What was your biggest surprise in the NFL draft? We'll ask you that question. Uh, there was much debate in here as we started to look at value of the value of a running back early. Oh, yeah. Because because the running back was drafted number two. Yep. Yes. And um, was, some of the kids really liked him, and they had him at one. I had him at four. Uh, but the debate about the value, and then it wasn't like, well, I like this player. It was more like, what's the average career span of a running back? Yeah. Like, does a running back take before it really goes south? And, and you start looking at sports, not from a results-based business, but a numbers. Yeah, and that was the, the coolest thing for us in the whole thing. <laughs> it really translated over to Hamilton uh, baseball. Yeah, we do other things. We do in-game win probability after mm -hmm. each inning. You know, we've seen huge swings where we have a great inning or a bad inning, and it goes from you know your seventy-four point two percent chance to win to like eleven point eight. Yeah, talk about <laughs> why do you think that is, and and um, we're using a, a number base of Major League Baseball which isn't high school baseball, but major league baseball um, data all the way yep. back fifties to sort of calculate that. So it, it's been really, it's been really positive. And, and I think that as a high school English teacher, you hear STEM and you think, okay, you know, we have uh, labs and things, but the STEM is much more, uh, it can be a larger reach than we think if we're willing to, to think the impossible and work the problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, a lot of, a lot of what you think as an English teacher is, is telling a story or listening to somebody else tell a story. And, and that's what the data, that's what the stats, that's what the graphics do. They're telling a story in just a slightly different way. That's what video does. It tells a story. And that's really, that's really powerful. We've done things in the winter, like look at, um, look at a half court shot chart for our boys and girls basketball teams and say, okay, where did, where did we shoot well in, in any particular game? And we really reported it out in a percentage because sometimes those coaches don't want it, somebody to know that we shot a bunch of shots from the right side of the court and right. from the left. So, you know, we work with our coaches, and our coaches here are great. They, they really want to help us if they can, and um, yeah. it, it's just been really good. I mean, That's awesome. it, it's the future of getting kids to think doesn't just have to be – single faceted. It can be across the spectrum. You just have to, as a teacher, be willing to put yourself out there as a lifelong learner. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think everything that you've said, Mark has been uh, fantastic. I, um, I, I know I teach high school math and I, I'm already listening and thinking I could add that. I could add that to my classroom. Um, but even if I was an English teacher or a uh, science, I mean, any kind of things. I mean, you could, you could add things that you're doing and, and those are awesome things. Again, we're chatting with Mark Benke, who you can um, you can find on, on Twitter and, uh, what's your, what's your Twitter handle again, Mark? My Twitter handle, handle, excuse me, is M banks vid M B A N K S V I D. And our program is at cover Hawk sports. 
All right. And of course, we'll post those in our um, the show notes. Uh, and again, um, want to thank Mark for joining us today. If you could have somebody as a guest, though, in your classroom, science, technology, engineering, and math, if you could have anybody come as a guest speaker, past or present, who would you have? Uh, you know, I think the easy answer is uh, Steve Jobs or, or somebody in that kind of respect. I yep. think what we're doing, Bill James, sort of the, yeah. the grandfather of, of, of baseball, uh, analytics, yeah, um, would be the one. Uh, but how do you pick between those two? I mean, Jobs, you can, you and can, Apple, and you can, invite, you can invite you could invite you could invite them both. But sure, let's just bring them both, and we'll have we'll have. <laughs> um, you know, I would also say to all the viewers out there, you know, feel free to contact me because I, you know, we're learning as we go. I mean, yeah, we're five years into this process, but we're by no means set in our ways. Like some of the conversations I've had with you, Chris, and some other people have been really, really fruitful for us. And I hopefully yeah. I can some ideas of how to do it. And that's, and that's again, the power of, of, of Twitter. That's the power of the internet. That's the power of, of just being able to connect uh, in this, in this educational world, um, not just across, you know, a particular country, but across the world. Um, and, and to give those kids bring opportunities into your classroom that, that you would have never thought of on your own. And um, super excited to listen to some of these ideas that you have, Mark. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really a, a a changer for us in terms of an elective that that just becomes really really popular and and not everybody takes it but you know the, those that would like us to maybe do like a fine arts coverage which is in the works now they want us to do it because what we're doing is, is done pretty well on the sports side mm-hmm. so I get it like you know the, the, that's very flattering that people would say well hey can you do something for another aspect of our school because what you're doing on this aspect is is really quality work yeah and so, it, and it's and, it, and it's and it's got the ability to to give different kids a, a voice that they don't already have to 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 make a choice to to apply what they're learning to to things that they're passionate about. And if we can help kids kids passionate um, and and use that, uh, who knows where they end up? Well, and and we were talking about that today. Like we want every kid that comes into Hamilton High School, no matter what your physical attributes are, no matter what your your academics are, to have something that they can anchor to. Yeah, because if they feel anchored to your school, their grades will be better. Socially, their interactions will be more fruitful, and then everybody, everything just sort of works. And that's that culture piece that we all talk about, and and it's a fairly nebulous term, but we're trying to do our our share here. Yep, that's awesome. Well, Mark, I want I want to thank you for joining the show today, Mark Benke, and you can find him uh, at M Banks Vid on Twitter. And again, um, definitely, definitely check out um, Cover Hawk Sports uh, on Twitter. Some of the some of the graphics are just incredible. Um, but thanks again for joining us today, Mark. I really appreciate it, and uh, and maybe in a year we'll get back and say, hey, wh- what's the update? And we'll have a I'd, bunch of stories for you. I'd love to have you back on the show again. So. Awesome. Um, uh, well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, check out all the great podcasts by subscribing to the podcast on, on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Again, just search for STEM Everyday and find me on Twitter at Daily STEM. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you. And until next time, find ways to add more STEM to your classroom every day. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.